trigger warning for this podcast may contain explicit material like every other episode we've ever done what's up everybody thanks for pressing play today in today's episode of nerd nostalgia you're going to find Irvin, brian and trey with a special guest we have stephanie howard from traveling ears vacation find her on instagram and also on her website travelingears.com and of course, please head over to Apple Podcasts, drop that five stars, tell your friends, family, coworkers about it, and you know the drill. Before we get started, here's a quick clip for you to enjoy. Irvin, this is the sound of Trey and me leaving you a voicemail because you're not on the Zoom call for recording. So fuck you. Oh shit. I mean, hey, sweet pea. Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Nerd Nostalgia Podcast, and today we have a very special guest from mm-hmm. Traveling Ears, Stephanie Howard. Welcome Stephanie. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me tonight. Did you like my campy voice? Did I sound like an announcer? Trey, that's just your regular voice. You sounded wonderful, Trey. That was a wonderful introduction. Way better than uh, Brian could have ever have done. So absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. How come uh, my my lines are always the one that gets on the promo clips? Then it's because you're because always spouting nonsense. That's exactly. Why. It's catchy, Stuff, but it's still <laughs> nonsense. I don't remember. Literally. Welcome, Literally. Stephanie. Thank you for joining us today. We are super excited to have you. I am going to let you just kind of talk about yourself to get everybody to get to know you. Okay, pressure's on. I am Stephanie. I am a concierge travel planner, which basically means I am a travel agent and I specialize in Disney destinations. That's a huge focus for us as well as all-inclusive vacations down in the Caribbean, Mexico, Dublin, Hawaii. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. I'm a travel agent. And like I said, we've got a big, big focus on Disney. So Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, and then the Disney Resort down in Hawaii, which is Aulani. We're very much so immersed in the Disney, the Disney World. <laughs> So I think that that's the major reason. Disney. Disney. Yay. (laughs) How can you not love it? Everything about it. I have a huge confession, and I don't know if you know this about me. I've never been to Disney before. As big of a nerd as I am, I've never once set foot on a Disney campus. You know, I think we talked about this a while ago, and mm. I, we were like, you've got to go with your nephew. Yep, yep, nephews, yep. Yeah, yeah, we were like, you've, you've got to get down there. It's be like their first visit and yours all at the same time. Yeah, the fam- with COVID, I think it kind of threw everything out this year, but yeah. maybe, maybe for next year we could, we could plan out uh, – <laughs> that out but i think it was the i want to say it was the plan for this year and then those got scrapped early on and so we're hoping that uh next year and everybody will be a little bit older and able to uh, appreciate it more because currently the youngest is uh i think he's five so he'll be six next year so i think that's a perfect age age. yeah oh yeah they're like really into everything they can ride everything (laughs) yeah. <laughs> Six and thirty-four. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> hey, I've got I've got grandparents that go and they take you know their adult children and then their grandchildren and it's everybody's first visit. Like and they're in their sixties. That's awesome. So there is no age so. restriction. Boom. Perfect. No. Gosh. No. No. Oh, uh, they'll let you in, Brian. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've actually only been 
one time. We went to the one in Florida, so that's world, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we didn't do the full Monty. We just did kind of a quick view. We actually went for mm-hmm. um, a competition and at the Wild World of Sports down there. And, oh, cheer competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big deal. And so, you know, most of your time is taken up at the competition. So you don't really have all the time to spend, but we were, we stayed on property. That was cool. And then we Mm -hmm. were able to, I think it was like the last day or so that we were there, we were able to go out. And I remember I got so sick. I was like, came down with like the flu or something. It was, and so I just powered through. It was like, I I can't say, I've never been before. I was about, I was probably like 12 or 13 maybe. And I was like, I got to power through, I got to power through. And I'm just walking through, like stumbling around high fever, just to give a shit. Just like, let's go. Um, And of course that's what you remember now. You've got to do a redo with your kiddos. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, for, for me and, and, and we've discussed this and I've discussed it. I don't think it's time yet because Elizabeth's only four and then Quaid will be one in yeah, little. February. And so it's just basically carrying them around. However, yeah, we were yeah. going to have a friend that was having a wedding in Miami. And so we were just going to go ahead and like, well, we'll do it for Elizabeth, right? Cause we're going to be in the area. Right. We'll just use points and go and uh, you know, maybe spend like two days maybe and just make a it, week of that. Like, hey, I like know a, a good travel friend. agent for that, by the way. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> and, then, plug. and then COVID, right? So that's, that's <laughs> yeah. crap. We actually were oh. going to call you. We were going to call you. You mean COVID ruined your vacation? That's weird. Can't believe it. What? Can you believe so it? So odd. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the motto of 2020. <laughs> I know, right? Well, it was supposed, I guess it was supposed to be in January. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been postponed pretty much indefinitely now. Like they, yeah. they just haven't rescheduled because it's like, why, why to spend deposits and stuff like that if we can't even have anybody that comes. Yeah. Like, I, I feel that I've got a lot of brides and honeymooners doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So on that topic, I know honeymooners, husbands, that kind of stuff. That's where my brain is going. Your husband, he helps you out with this and how did you guys, how did you specifically get into this line of work? Like specifically into like the Disney travel concierge? I guess the first time we took our daughter, our kids now are Paisley's six, Parker's three. They've been going since they were, Parker was seven months old his first time. And, but Paisley, obviously she was our first to go. Um, we had been, Bo and I went in high school. We went in college together. We went, you know, married without kids. So when we went to take Paisley for her first time, we were like, we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what to do with, you know, a two-year-old at Disney for the very first time. And so we actually reached out to a travel agent and she just so happens to work. She also does business with my husband's like grown up job. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. she helped us plan our first trip with Paisley. And I just remember talking to her, we'd have these calls, these planning calls with her. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, this is so cool. You just, basically get to talk about Disney World all day long. And at that time I was doing digital marketing and I had been doing it for a while. And she was like, well, I think it's really cool what you do. Like I have no concept of social media and blogging and YouTubing and videos and content creation. She was like, I know you've been to Disney so many times, you know, you just kind of needed help planning with the kid. But she was like, what if, you know, you came on board and helped me with my marketing. And then I also help you kind of, you know, ramp up to be like a travel agent. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Sounds like a ton of fun. You know, maybe I'll make enough 
enough to cover a vacation a year. And sure enough, it eventually just snowballed in the best way possible. And so had to just completely like quit the corporate world altogether and basically take everything that I learned marketing for everybody else's business and start marketing my own. Um, which was, it was hard for about a year because there was a, a year of overlap because being in the travel industry, you know, we don't get paid until our clients start traveling. And so it takes, you know, a, a good year before you're having that steady clients traveling, you know, every single day, every single week. So yeah, that's really how I got started. I kind of put my marketing experience towards my own brand instead of somebody else's for once and just uh, have had a lot of fun with it. And being a mom with two little ones, it's easy to be passionate about and it's Disney. So <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it's really, for the most part, it's been a lot of fun. COVID and all of 2020 uh, has been a huge learning curve, but I think it kind of came at a time where like, maybe I was, I just needed the extra challenge for a while. Cause you know, I was just like programmed, like planning all these vacations, you know, in my sleep, like COVID hit and it's like, here you go. This is your new job. You're actually semi like a nurse because now your clients have to be tested and you have to tell them what kind of test to get and where to get it and what day. And so that's kind of how I got started. And like I said, it's, it's just a ton of fun. And, you know, business is definitely like evolving and still thriving in a world of COVID, which is amazing. And I'm very grateful for. <laughs> I think that's awesome for two reasons. Number one, you know, you, you live the dream that a lot of people want is you know, start off at the corporate job and then follow your dreams and start doing something that you love. And, you know, you'll never work a day in your life if you do something you love, all that kind of stuff. And number two, the fact that you're able to adapt so quickly to COVID, that was going to be one of my questions, you know, how that kind of impacted it, but shot right through that. (laughs) Awesome. And you're like, no, adapt, overcome. So that's Yeah. I mean, there's no option because, you know, I've got, you know, every year, 500 families looking at me like, what do we do with our vacation? Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, it's kind of up to me to help make those recommendations, but also be incredibly, you know, sensitive to the topic because some people just aren't, you know, comfortable traveling right now. Whereas others are like, we don't care. We just want to get out. Like our kids are young, they're safe. They're not in school. Yeah. It's been a lot of adapting, a lot of changing and a lot of like continuously staying on top of these new restrictions and not really so much in regards to Disney, but I just mean travel restrictions in regards to different countries. Cause I do have clients all over the Caribbean right now that you know, it's all different everywhere they go. <laughs> Super interesting. I saw you recently came back from a, from a trip from the Caribbean, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think I saw that on your I social. Did. That looked Yeah, beautiful. Jamaica. Oh, yeah. it was amazing. That, that chapel was, overlooking the water. Uh, That's the video I'm talking I mean, about. Wow. I called Bo and I was like, I know we're supposed to renew our vows in the Bahamas, but like, could we just move it here to Jamaica, please? <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> He's like, mm. Yeah. So we've spent a lot of time in Jamaica since August and I'm grateful for the opportunity for the resorts that I work with down there to invite us down and check out the resorts. And just, it's very helpful. And we've been to Disney twice also since August. And so it's just very help. It's very helpful for me as a travel advisor, very helpful for my clients to see me there and for them to understand exactly what the experience is right now at Disney and the Caribbean at these all-inclusive resorts, because it is different. And I'm very transparent about that. I just think it's really kind of been the, the one component that has really helped keep business as usual, as much as possible right now, because there's, you know, a lot of, a lot of agents in the travel industry are, they're having a hard time with it right now because you know, they're not comfortable traveling and we are. So we're capitalizing on it. We have a lot of, a lot of clients that are like, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you and your kids in the park and y'all feel safe. So it's, it's been a busy five months. <laughs> Fun, but busy. Good, good, good. How do you come to figure out what your individual client needs or wants from a vacation experience? 
So kind of the first step in the process is they go onto my website and request a quote and adapted it over the years to really help narrow down the options. You know, what time of year are they wanting to travel? What year? I mean, I've got people that are like, hey, we want to travel in 2024. And like, we can't plan 2024 yet. So the quote inquiry form on our website helps narrow things down a little bit, but it doesn't really get, you know, all of the information across. You know, it's just like an email that comes in to me. So I don't get to like meet the family, you know, through that email. So usually I'll set up a phone consultation with some clients. Some are, you know, they're busy moms, they're entrepreneurs, they're doctors, they're lawyers, they're surgeons, and they don't have time for a phone call. So it's basically all through email or text at that point. They all have my phone number. They all have me on speed dial as much or as little as they want to. But the phone calls really just help paint the picture like for the family, what they like, what they don't like. If it's a couple getting married, what their preferences are for their honeymoon. Do they want like a party scene? Do they want something more relaxing and secluded? You know, if it's a Disney vacation, do they want Disney World? Do they want Disneyland? Because they're so different. And I recommend different parks based on different families and kind of what their expectations are. So um, the phone calls are really, really helpful. I help families all over the world. So it's actually very rare that I meet them in person. I've actually met probably more of my clients in the park or on cruise ships. And I've actually met them, you know, at a Starbucks or, you know, in, in like a, a local restaurant or something, um, meeting them, which is, is kind of crazy. I think I've probably only had... Cool. Yeah, like I'll, you know, I usually tell them like, hey, you know, I'll be on the cruise ship with you or hey, I'll be in the parks this day. And it never fails. It's like an unplanned meetup. We'll just like randomly be at a beach on an excursion or be walking through. Where was I last time? I was waiting in line for Peter Pan's flight like two weeks ago. And my, I had like six clients in the park and one of them was like, Stephanie. And of course we can't recognize anybody because we all have masks on. And so I'm like, okay, dark hair, two little girls. Oh, it's, it's Shelly, <laughs> you know? So as much as I wish I could meet all of them face to face, a lot of times I don't. A lot of times it's just a phone call. And a lot of them don't want to do Zoom because they're, you know, they're busy moms with kids running around in the background. So phone call is really kind of the best way to really get a feel for the client, what they're looking for out of their vacation and, and to kind of help me help them like narrow down all those options because there are so many. <laughs> do you send more people to world or land? World by far, but not not just because, you know, I prefer to send people to world mainly because I would say most of my clientele is more like central to like East coast. So world is just a little bit easier for most of them to get to a lot in the South and actually a lot up North. I do a lot of Ohio, Kentucky, New York, New Jersey. So, but I do get, I mean, I do book a lot. I would say probably 85% of my Disney clients go to world and 15 go to land. And a lot of times they're looking at me like, which one should we go to? And kind of based on like kids ages and amount of time they have to spend there and how, you know, are they driving? Are they flying? That kind of helps determine which side they should go to. What percent of what percent of your clients are fruitful people like Trey and what percentage of them are kind of childless old men like Irvin and I? Most Trey, do you like that I called you fruitful? Are... <laughs> I did. <laughs> it took me a second to figure out what you were getting at. <laughs> I was I was just waiting for him to go somewhere else. I really was. I, I, I thought so too. I, I was like, oh, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> no bells. So, I mean, most of my clients are parents. I mean, 90, probably 90% are parents, you know, with kids. I do have maybe 10% that are honeymooners or 10% that are just, you know, married couples or dating and they just want to go, you know, they want to go to like an all-inclusive somewhere down, you know, Mexico, somewhere real quick and easy. So, yeah, I would say most of my clients are parents. Most are women, but my 
my male clients, I will say, are the easiest to work with. Like when I get a male client, I'm like, yes, like it's just, you guys know exactly what you want, you know, exactly where you want to go, how much you want to spend, how long you want to spend there, what your kids want to do, what you want to eat. Whereas like moms are like, oh, I don't know, you know, what about is this? It, and is what it what that? the kids want to do? Is it what the kids want to do? Or is it what the dad is telling them that they're going to do? So usually the dads, I think I enjoy that the most because the dads just like relinquish control. They're like, I don't know what to do. You do. And my wife doesn't want to do it. So like take yep. it and run with it. I and that's that like feeling. my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And those are honestly my favorite. Um, and I do have a lot of moms that do the same, but those are my favorite. Cause then, you know, I, I feel like I'm not kind of like walk, not walking on eggshells, but it's just kind of like, this is exactly what I would do with my kids at this age, you know? And so it's like, we're going to eat here. We're going to ride these rides and we're going to go take naps and we're going to change, you know, or we're just not going to have any plans, you know, one specific day. Because while I am a, a heavily focused Disney travel agent and there's a lot of itinerary planning and just, I mean, like minute by minute planning that could go into it. I, I'm not, I, I, that's not my personality. I just, I think it's not enjoyable when it's too overly planned. Um, but I do think everybody needs structure. So for the most part, most of my clients are like a happy medium, kind of like, look, we have, we know where we're going, we know what we're going to eat, but you don't have to tell us, you know, which bathroom we have to go to and what time we have to eat a Mickey pretzel, you know? Because um, I, I have had a few requests like that. And I'm like, I mean, I just, I'm honest with them. I'm like, you're a mom of a two and a four-year-old, like, and, and two boys you have no idea where you're going to be at 9.02 AM and nor do I when I'm not there with you. <laughs> after, after a vacation, do you do an exit interview with your clients to figure out what went well, what went wrong, what was stressful, what was easy, and, and then kind of improve your process? I do. Yeah. So, and it's something that I'm trying to automate. So automation is one thing that is almost, it's not impossible, but it's, so as a marketer, automation is like our livelihood. Like we need everything automated. But as a travel agent, so much of it is personalized, especially for a Disney vacation. So it's something that is very manual, but we do get it out to our clients. And timing, I think, is key on that. Obviously, you know, if they get back on a Sunday, we don't want to bombard them with that on a Monday. They're never going to respond. But yeah, I do send them what, uh, what I call an experience transformer. And it's, it's basically just uh, like a, a, not a survey, but kind of like an open field form with different questions geared towards their vacation, but then also helps me as well. So questions on there are kind of like, you know, what was the favorite part? What was your favorite part of your vacation? What, what was your children's favorite part of your vacation? Is there anything that you wish you would have known about this destination before you went? And those are really helpful because sometimes I've gotten feedback and I'm like, wow, I actually never even thought about that. So yeah, I try to get that out to everybody. It's been automation would be really nice, but <laughs> we'll get there. Maybe a little survey monkey action may, may be needed. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's really quick and easy. It's an email template that I have that just goes straight to them. It would just be nice if like it knew, hey, you know, the <laughs> Howards are getting home on the 20th and this needs to go to them <laughs> 10 days later automatically. <laughs> yeah. What kind of feedback have you gotten? Um, it's all like, for the most part, it's all very positive, especially right now. People are so happy to just be out of their home. So like, as of right now, everybody is pretty much like, oh my gosh, you know, this was the best trip ever. It was so needed. Other feedback that I've gotten like pre-COVID, just because a lot has changed this year as far as the, the experience, if I'm being completely transparent. But like pre-COVID, you know, I would get something about transportation is like really one of the first things that 
I, confuses the most people. And it's the one thing that I try to get them to understand before they get there. And it still just kind of blows their mind. But I feel like that was kind of the, one of the biggest ones is, you know, it would have been nice to know that we could have taken a boat here. And so, you know, I take that personally. I'm like, I didn't tell them they could take a boat, <laughs> you know? And one of the ways that I try to work that into kind of our business model and, and how we kind of help overcome those is I've created an ebook. And so everybody that books their trip with us is sent this ebook and it's basically everything that they need to know, but not every page of the internet. And it's in like bite-sized chunks and it's very digestible so that, you know, they, they have all the options of transportation before they go. They know all of the dining options before they go. So they can't, at that time when they come to me and they're like, we didn't know we could have taken a boat. I'm like, well, you know, the book's only like 18 pages long <laughs> and it's not even a book. It's just, it's a digital file. But most people love that. They're like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever because I don't have to spend hours on YouTube or reading blogs or stalking Instagram accounts. So yeah, so usually when I get that kind of feedback, I'm like, where, where can I add that in? so that I don't get this feedback again, or like, you know, to improve that part of their experience. And so usually it comes back to, to something that could have been relayed to them beforehand. And that's usually when I go back to the ebook, and I'm like, okay, this could be easily be plugged in here and, you know, kind of solve that right then. That's, that's what we have to deal with sometimes with kiddos. And stuff, <laughs> so. On the topic of, of feedback and everything like that, I'm curious, there's, there's obviously several different Disney parks around the world, right? You mentioned you've sent people everywhere around the world. So I'm curious, how many of those parks have you been to? How many have you sent your clients to? Because I know there's like the one so, in Paris, right? You have one in Tokyo. <laughs> what else is there out mm -hmm. there? Shanghai, Hong Kong. So we actually, I've only had one client go outside of the US park and they went to Paris, Disneyland Paris. And it's mainly because, you know, as a travel agent, we can book anything anything, anywhere in the world we can book, but do we know it, you know? And that's a really big thing to me is I, I've never been there. My, I mean, I've, eventually I will go there. I will hit every park all over the world. And I follow a lot of bloggers and YouTubers and Instagram accounts that that's where they are. And, you know, I know a lot of, I know a lot about them based on that, but I've never been myself. And that's a, a really big aspect and a really big component of really knowing the destination. And so, you know, so many people are just kind of like, y'all do Disney all the time. And I'm like, it's always changing. And so like, it's my job to know it like that. But, you know, when I don't get a ton of requests for any of the parks over in Asia or Europe either. I mean, I get some and I just, you know, politely let them know like, you know, hey, like, it's really not in our realm of expertise. You know, I, if you want to be my guinea pig, let's, let's have some fun with it. But for the most part, they either probably just book on their own, which is fine. And eventually, I do hope to kind of learn that aspect of it. But from what I've learned is most of the US based agents typically only book the US parks, which is Disney World and Disneyland. And then obviously, they're not parks, but the cruise line and then the resort down in Hawaii. Um, so yeah, obviously, I've been to all of the ones in in the States. No, that makes perfect sense. I didn't know if, if you had any experience with it, but I mean, you're not going to eat yeah. uh, Tex-Mex in Michigan, right? Like that's, that's not what you right. do. Yeah, no. no. You don't eat any <laughs> yeah. food in Michigan, right, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can attest to that. Don't eat food in Michigan. You yeah. eat, drink the water. You eat what they call food, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe it as such. It's more like <laughs> food shaped nourishment. There you go. <laughs> it's awful. Awful. Stephanie, if you're from Michigan, I'm sorry that you're no. from that place. No, I think that's why I find it funny. For our I'm Michigan not, no listeners, 
we apologize. We're just joking. Yes, we also apologize that you're from Michigan. Thank you, Irvin, for reminding <laughs> me of that. Oh, that's um, good. Too funny. And so, of the parks, <laughs> no, not good. It's the food in Michigan. Of the parks and the resorts and and the cruises that you've done, what is your favorite and what's the best like family one? Do you think, in your opinion? Oh, I know, and it's such a loaded question. And I always <laughs> preface this because everybody always asks, you know, well, what what would you do? Um, and I don't like to play favorite child between the parks, but I would have to say that Disneyland is. I mean, that's, that's, that's my place. It's just, they're very different. Disney World and Disneyland, they're like stepsisters and they have a lot of similarities, but the overall vibe and the overall experience is completely different between the two. Um, yeah, dive into that. So, I'm curious, what's, what's the difference between the two? Yeah, so Disney World is, it's massive. There's four parks, there's over 30 resorts, and they're adding more, and they're buying more land and building more resorts and more rides. Oh, wow. And, I mean, it, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, you know, you can't walk, and you well, sorry, you can walk to, like, two of the parks from, like, four of the resorts. Um, but, like, wow. say I was staying on site at Disney World, chances are I'm not going to be walking to a hotel. It's going to be very slim. I mean, uh, walking to a park from your hotel just because of the distance. And also Disney World takes a lot, uh, a lot more of your time because you've got four huge parks. Um, they're exhausting. And I almost always have my clients do a rest day where they basically don't do a park for a full day. Um, you know, because you're, you're traveling with little ones and they're, you know, you're like, everybody's so stimulated it's so much on the parent to remember everything when you're in the parks as it is on top of just being a mom in general. And then they're tired and they went to bed late and they got up really early. And so, I mean, for a true enjoyable Disney world experience, you're there for at least, you know, six nights um, with four full days in the parks at a minimum. So, you know, if you've got a full week, by all means, Disney world is a great option. Um, there's a lot more planning that goes into a Disney world vacation. Um, there's just, there's more character dining experiences. There's more restaurants in general. There's over 150 different restaurants on site. And then there's almost, I want to say almost 20 character dining experiences kind of all over the park. So there's just a lot more, a lot more planning because there's a lot more options there, um, which I love. And, and that's really why I got into this was because, you know, when you think of a Disney vacation, there's all these different options and all these different combinations of how you can do your vacation. And so my goal is to simplify that because nobody has time to do that. But for me, it's my job. That, that is my time. So Disney World just takes a lot more of your time. And a lot of people will say that Disney World is, is more stressful <laughs> um, just because there's a lot more logistics of getting around. Like, do I get on a bus? Do I get on a boat? Do I ride on the Skyliner? Do I go to this park or that park? You know, there's just a lot more options at Disney World. Whereas over at Disneyland, it's just like that, just like chill California vibe. Um, the parks are, I mean, you could, I could throw a rock from one park to the other. I could throw, it's been a while since I played softball, but I could probably throw a rock and hit the hotels. <laughs> one of the hotels actually connects to the park. So like if you're staying at the Grand Californian Resort, you actually walk out of that resort into California Adventure Park. Like there's no oh, cool. like... Yeah, you don't go, I mean, you, you, there is a main entrance as well, but if you're staying at that resort, that's, one, that's the biggest benefit is walking out of the resort directly into the park. So with little ones, 
Um, that's, that's probably my favorite just because mine are still little. Um, the rides are still great at both, you know, East and West coast. Um, but just overall, it's just a lot more laid back at Disneyland instead of there being 30 something hotels, there's only three. Um, instead of there being four parks, there's only two as far as character dining, instead of there being like 20, there's four. So just fewer options. It's less complex, much more go with the flow, which I think is, is, and that's kind of something that I try to establish with a lot of, a lot of clients kind of on that first contact is, is what's your personality? Are you kind of like, you know, are you keyed up and you're ready to go? Like you want everything, you know, plan, plan, plan for a week, or do you just kind of want to wake up, walk out of your hotel, walk a hundred yards down to your, you know, the park, whatever park you want to go to that day. If you don't want to. Yes. That one for me, that, that'd be my option. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, go back to the hotel midday, change shoes, change clothes, get dressed for dinner, go back to the park. It's just, and, and this, it's weird, but the staff is different, even though they're both trained um, very similarly, the cast members are, are, are they're different. They're definitely more laid back over at Disneyland. You've mentioned character dining a couple of times. What is that? So character dining is basically a, a way for your children and your family to interact with characters without having to like wait in a really long line. So the, the characters are not sitting at the table with you. I know a lot of people are kind of wondering like, what do we do? What do they do? So it's in a restaurant, usually a, a, one of the more nicer restaurants. And by nicer, I don't mean like fancy. Everybody is in park clothes and tennis shoes and you're seated and it is a, a seated meal for the most part with either, you know, like a kind of like a pre-selected menu where you select your appetizer, your entree, your dessert, summer buffets. And then essentially the characters kind of make an appearance, come around the tables, interact with the kids, talk to them, sign autographs, take pictures, and they just kind of rotate the restaurant. And so depending on where you're dining at and which characters you're dining with kind of depends on the experience. So like some, some restaurants, like for example, at, um, at Magic Kingdom, the Be Our Guest restaurant, there's only one character there and it's the beast. Like he is the star of the show and he's a really big deal. And that's like one of the prime dining experiences there. Whereas over um, at Cinderella's Royal Table, also a really big deal, also a really hard one to get, but you've got five or six princesses walking around at all times, pretty much. So, and then sometimes they'll do like a little, they call it like a princess processional where like the princesses will kind of depending on the restaurant, take the kids, they all kind of like line up and sing and dance around the restaurant. And then the princesses all bring them back to, you know, to their respected tables. So it's just a really fun way. Um, I mean, you've got to eat. So everybody gets to eat. If you're a, an adult, you're most definitely going to be drinking. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just a fun way for, <laughs> uh, yeah, me too, Irvin. Um, yeah, we did thumbs up, guys. I know for y'all yeah, listening. Yeah, I was shaking my head. Or yeah, my head. everybody's yeah. like, yes, yeah, definitely yes, alcohol. Yes, yes. 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 So uh, it's just a really kind of fun, cute way for the kids to interact with, with the characters. And in and, and a kind of a more different setting than waiting in line, you know, just standing next to them, taking a picture in the park, signing an autograph. It's, it's a little bit more intimate. Um, you know, and you're getting a meal out of it too. So character dining is a huge part of, of the experience. Trey, are you taking notes for this, uh, for your future one? Cause I hope you are. I didn't even know about that. So that's, I don't want to, I don't want to say what? that I already know this. Why would he take notes? It's recorded, Irvin. This that's is, true. That that's is what true. we're doing right now. 
this is true, Brian. Kind of the point of doing this. But uh, yeah, I mean, we, like I said, we had started the process of looking into where we wanted to go. And of course, we were we were kind of pigeonholed into world, right? Because we were going to be in Florida. So it's like, why right. am I going to go to California and then go to Miami? Not doing it. Um, so yeah, we, we were going to do that. And then we were also going to take my mom along. So it was going to be kind of generational. Uh, Brilliant. Always take a grandparent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and it was, it was kind of a requirement because she was going to watch them for the wedding. And so it was like, cool, she gets to go and we'll, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll book your ticket or whatever. And you just get to be chaperone. And then like, and I can go do cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we started looking into that. And, and again, my son is so young. He's not going to remember it. He, you know, he's, he is barely crawling right now. So like it's yeah, anything that we do would excite him just because it's something new. Right. Whereas my daughter is a little bit older and, you know, princesses her are her jam. Like that's, Right. Like that's her deal. Right. So it was like, okay, do we go to, you know, Cinderella's castle and do like the bibbity bobbity boutique? And then do we do, look at you. I'm Trey. You, man. Look, I'm, I'm impressed. You. Yeah. I like, <laughs> I looked, I, again, don't know nearly as much as you do, but I like for the things that, you know, cause I was doing a very specific thing to research what would be right. for, yeah. for her. But before it got to the point to where it's like, okay, I need to call in a professional. <laughs> Somebody ate a I'm always here. Whatever. You know, whatever yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it again, it was the, my experience, you know, shoot, 20 years ago now was very fly by night let's, we're just going to go out and walk, but we were both, my, my brother and I were both older, so we could just kind of, okay, we'll just make it happen, you know, but they, we didn't have any of the fast passes. We didn't have any of that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of waiting in line. There was a lot of just kind of aimlessly walking around, which is fine. It's not a bad Mm -hmm. thing. It's just not, you don't get the, I don't feel like you get the full experience because we just had to work around the other event that was going on at the time. And so I, I don't think we got as much out of it as we could have. So we'll need one day. Yeah. One in your future. Soon. 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 One of my favorite things about the dads, you know, I was telling you that it's so easy working with, with you guys um, is I have these, these, well, I'll I'll work with the mom and the mom's like, this is absolutely the only time we're going. Like my husband is not going to have it. This like, this is one and done. And the husband is just kind of like along for the ride, doesn't want anything to do with it. And it never fails. As soon as they get home, the husband is the first one to call me. (laughs) It's like, we had the best time because you guys are just like big kids. So when you're in your element, you're like, I got to go back. (laughs) That's why I want to go. I want to go. So what is, uh, so for, I guess for the, We'll go male and female. So what is your favorite ride or attraction or thing to do at any of the parks across the world? And then what is Bo's? I would say, and they're probably, it's probably the same. I can call them in here though, if we need to, to like feud it out. And we are going to do a hard stop on the episode right there, guys. Sorry. I figured that's a good cliffhanger to find out what her favorite ride and what her husband's favorite ride is going to be. 
So on that note, we'll catch you on the next episode. Remember, stay nerdy, my friends. I need another drink. I'm out. Well, you heard Trey's drink clank and Brian's yawn. So you know it's time for us to head on out. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you on the next episode. And remember, stay nerdy, my friends.